from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 261. I don't know what to call this. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Grub. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Yes, I literally didn't know what to call this, and Grub was like, why don't you just call it that? <laughs> so that's what we're going with. <laughs> it works, man. It works. It does. It does. So uh, so how you been? Like, uh, I mean, I know we're going to talk about like Baltimore trip and all that type of stuff, but how have things been for you? Uh, it's been an interesting last month or so between Baltimore and uh, there was a show up in Jersey called Chiller Theater that I was at uh, the week after Baltimore. Nice. Um, there was uh, a, a small, well, not, not not maybe not small, I don't know, a toy show the week after that here that I did some trooping with the 501st ad. Nice. Uh, and my kid got his first vaccine shot yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Ghostbusters opens tomorrow. Yes. Wheel of Time comes out tomorrow. And, it's a ha- it's a happy universe right now. So <laughs> Thanksgiving is next week and I'm I'm excited to get my my lawn decorations for Christmas ready to f- I mean they're mostly ready and I want to fire them up already but I feel like I, it's it's a little bit too early still yeah. next week sometime. Yeah. I I always wait till after Thanksgiving it's just my thing but you know usually I I turn them on around like usually Thanksgiving day. Okay. Um, last year, I think I turned them on like the, you know, the week, like a couple days before, just cause, you know, 2020 sucked ass. And right. I was like, you know, these make me happy and I don't right. care. Well, and that's what I was so. just going to say too, is like, what, like, even though my, what I do is I wait till after Thanksgiving, like I have definitely adopted the, like, if it makes you happy to put Christmas lights up in August, I don't care. Just do what makes you happy because yeah. <laughs> Plus, like my next door neighbor usually goes like, that shit and sing yeah. those decorations and I love it because it makes me step my game up every this sure. year yeah. every year um, but unfortunately he has he's currently in the middle of uh, cancer treatment for colon cancer oh. so I don't know if he's going to do anything this year right so I'm kind of bummed yeah <laughs> 
So she go over I'm there. the middle house of the three houses. Yeah, she go over there and say, "Hey, do you want me to put some stuff up a bunch of stuff too?" Yeah. Should see if he wants you to help him put stuff up. So I don't know. Oh, it's he normally has is started weeks ago. Gotcha. But you know, I don't know. Yeah. It looks like they're about to start doing some stuff, but I think they're going to have it very toned down this year. Okay. Yeah, it makes well, sense. Un- understandable. I mean, the oh, guy's yeah, like yeah. 70 years old. He's a retired Baltimore City police detective ah. fighting colon cancer. You know, it's <laughs> you've lived a life. He's, he's got he's, he's got he's he's got some things to focus on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had, uh, you know, I've, <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about it in a, a little, little bit later, but, uh, yeah, I've just been, uh, working the second job of, with the Kickstarter going on and, uh, <laughs> literally appearing on every show I could possibly appear on. In fact, tonight of this recording, I've already appeared on one other show. I'm doing this show. And then after we're done with this recording, I'm doing another show. So, uh, uh, we're in the last three days of the campaign. So I'm, uh, I'm just almost there. I'm almost there. We're, and yeah, we're almost there as of those reporting. The final we're, countdown. We're at like, yeah, <laughs> we're at uh $779 away right now. So we're, we're really, really, really close. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just been, it's been a lot, you know, get, everyone wants to jump on for the first issue. The second issue you have to work a little harder for. So, there you go. um, but yeah, did that. Did I had, uh, my parents celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary and we did a surprise party for them, uh, just last weekend. And that went off awesomely. Uh, we did run into a snag with it, which was uh, annoying. So, uh, we, I'll try to keep this short, but basically there's a area that we live by. It's called the Metro parks and it's a whole, huge system of like park areas and everything else and bike trails and stuff. And, uh, you can rent different like pavilion type areas and, and like some of them have buildings for indoor use and everything else. So my sister and I found one booked it. It was like five minutes from my house and, uh, she, she paid for it on her credit card and, and, you know, and we split the cost and everything. And, uh, we sent out invitations that this is where it's going to be at. Well, then my sister didn't get the permit yet. So she calls them up and it's like, Hey, I want to make sure we got this permit. I haven't received it yet. And they're like, Oh, no problem. We'll, we'll get up right now. And so they said, we show the permit. It's going to be for November 25th. And we're like, no, it's not. No, <laughs> no, it's for November 13th. And we're like, we have 20 emails of communication showing that it's November 5th, uh, 13th. And in fact, the contract you sent over to us shows November 13th. Um, well here, the person who set it all up was let go. They're not working for the Metro parks anymore. Oh, so we don't know what the hell happened. And then they're like, and we're sorry to tell you, but somebody's already, and they're like, some, they said, somebody's already taken that, that location. And they said, we'll try to find you another one. We're like, okay. So they couldn't find us another one until like January. And then, uh, they're like, uh, you know, we're like, okay, well then just give us our money back because we need to find someplace else. And they're like, well, no, the contract says that you have two weeks to point out anything that's incorrect. Otherwise you lose out on the funds. And I've been like, the contract also says the 13th of this. Exactly. Exactly. And so we are like, yeah, well you also admitted and we have it in emails where you admitted that you guys made a mistake and we never got the permit to know that the date was wrong. You, you never sent it out and the contract we have and all the emails we have say the 13th 
and you also already admitted in email that you made a mistake. So we want our money back. So we uh, have had to dispute it through the credit card company. The park came back and said, oh, well, you can, uh, we will, rather than giving your money back, we'll give you any day next year that you want in any one of our parks. No. And we were like, no, that doesn't do us any good. We want our money back. So we're still fighting that. I mean, and one of their arguments was, well, that person doesn't work for us anymore. And I was like, that, that's irrelevant. Exactly. Like that is irrelevant. If someone works work. for a company and they screw yeah. up, even if they've been let go, that company's still responsible for the problem. <laughs> yeah. You, you, uh, we have a contract, right? It doesn't matter what happened, either honor the contract or pay us back. Right. And it, and like for all this headache, you'd think they would just, cause it wasn't like a huge amount. It was a decent amount, but it wasn't like a huge amount. You'd think they would just be like, here's, here's your money back. We screwed up. Um, so thankfully my uncle is part of the Rotary Club here in our, uh, Strongsville location and they had a, uh, location in a building, uh, a nice house type building, uh, in our historical society that, uh, was not rented out yet. And, uh, we were able to have it there. We just had to notify everybody. My parents did not know about the party. They just, they thought they were going to somebody's 60th uh, surprise birthday party. And, uh, so we just had to make sure that they knew to go to the right place. And, uh, we had someone drive them to the location and, uh, it went off exceptionally well. Everyone had a great time. Um, and, uh, they, my mom was bawling. So that was, that's a good sign right there that she was just that surprised and that happy. So that's good. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was great to see family and friends for something positive. So, um, but yeah, so thing, things have been good. I am super excited about Ghostbusters, uh, coming, uh, going to see that tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to a local drive-in to see it so I can still say, stay out of large function things. And after the surprise party, I did quarantine for a few days and took a COVID test just to make sure I was fine, even though I've been vaccinated and stuff, but just my, my wife's immune compromised. We're just trying to make sure that we stay safe. So she's, she's gotten her vaccines too, but we just, we're just being extra cautious. So going to a drive-in is a perfect, uh, way to go see a movie and still stay, stay safe. So, and I love drive-ins, so it'll be a good time. They have, there is a drive-in, um, uh, it's called Benji's. It's on the kind of, it's Baltimore, but it's not technically, I don't know if it's technically within the city limits or not. It's like one of these little suburbs, Essex or Dundalk or something that one of these little, um, that I have never been to. And I don't even know if they're, I mean, they're open, but I don't, they close for the season at some yeah, point. Yeah. Well, but that's I, the thing I was, that was the thing I was afraid of. Someone mentioned the drive-in. I was like, oh, that's awesome. But I says, but I'm afraid that they'll be closed and uh, they're still open right now. So that's. Yeah. I, that's good. I don't know when their season is. I haven't. I don't know if I've ever been to a drive-in movie theater. Oh, it's pretty cool. It's been a while since I've gone, but like nowadays what you do is you just, you know, you pull your car in to a spot and, uh, you, you tune into a certain radio station, uh, to be yeah. able to hear everything and which is that little traditional yes. box thing. Right. Which works out great. Cause if you have a good sound system in your car, you're, yeah. you're in for a treat. So. Yep. 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 So yeah, we're seeing that tomorrow night as well. So awesome. but normal theater. Yeah. Um, we'll compare notes, uh, afterwards, I'm sure. So. I don't know. I have, I have some friends that have, uh, or have seen it already multiple times. And the one guy said he sobbed at the end of it. So I'm like, Oh God, dude, like I'm going to be having this in my head now that I'm expecting <laughs> it to be that good. And, 
yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked about it. So I can only imagine what it'll be like once I uh, actually see it. So yeah, this is I think second time in the movie theater in the last two years for me. Okay. The other one being Dune, you know, oh, yeah. last month. Yeah, but you know you, you that kinda, one I had no choice. That I was gonna say you kind of had to go see that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not go with as much as I love that love that book. So. Right, right. Yeah, I thought the movie was great. I, I did watch it on HBO Max, and uh, I I thought it was fantastic. So, yeah, it's in my opinion, there are some issues I have with it, but that's also the uber nerd in me when it comes to that book. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I think it was a spectacular fucking movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, I loved it. So, um, so uh, Bal- uh Baltimore Con. So uh, you got to go this year. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, yes. And. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to returning again next year. So, yeah, it was, Sam came down. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the only <laughs> other, uh, I mean, I knew, you know, some other local friends and sure. artists and stuff that I already knew that were, that were there, but Sam was the only guy that came down. That was, uh, us. or, uh, Star, where, jo- or, Star Joe's alum. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom King asked me about one point. He's like, where's all your, where's all your group? And I'm like, not here, man. <laughs> so, yeah, which maybe I didn't, I didn't ask him about Campbell. Cause I don't, I haven't seen Chris Campbell with him in a couple of years now. And he always used to be around. Yeah. It's been a while. Daryl. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Daryl still will make his appearances there, but, uh, or with him. But, uh, yeah, Chris, I know that they, I mean, I know they're still really close and good friends and stuff like that, but yeah, I haven't seen him. At conventions with him in a while. Oh, just I haven't seen Chris in a while. Yeah, either. that too. I don't know if Chris, if you're listening, which I don't know if you still listen or not. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was an odd show. Um, in the 10 years or I think 10 years now that I've been going to that show, it was the strangest feeling because it's the first, it's not the first convention I've been to, been back to since COVID. I did a couple of smaller. Um, you know, John's to various places, uh, to get an autograph here or there. And usually I'd go in, get an autograph or two, and then I was gone. I wasn't hanging around. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Baltimore is a three day show. Mm-hmm. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And they also did the thing where if you did not have, uh, the fact your vaccine card or you did not have a negative test within, I think it was 72 hours. Mm-hmm. They would not let you in, which is good. Uh, they had a, a thing set up at the at the entrance. They had they, you would walk in. They had like some sort of you know like somebody checking temps, but it wasn't a. They didn't like put a thermometer in your head. It was like a full body scan thing that there was a person sitting. Oh, I gotcha. It. Okay, and, you know it, it looked like you know it, I don't even know how to describe it because. I keep thinking of like a, a laser scanner type situation, but it's a heat scanner. Yeah. And the person would just give you a thumbs up if you were fine. And then they would walk over and they would check your card and then give you a wristband. So once you had the wristband, if you left, they still would do the temperature check thing when you walked back in, but you didn't have to go through the whole check your vax, vax card, check your whatever, um, the, your, negative test result again for the weekend as long as you had it on if you didn't have it you'd have you know if you took it off or lost it or whatever yeah you'd have to go through that process again um and they also ended up having a some sort of mobile test thing outside 
that if you didn't have either and you still wanted to come in, they were like, you got to go over there and take the mobile test. And that line was, I don't even know. I'm, I'm sitting there looking at it like the one I didn't re- like when I left on Friday, cause I, I had to roll out pretty early on Friday cause I had some, I had some things I had to do. Um, and it was like a hundred people deep. Yeah. And I assume it was the 15 minute test, but I don't know. Um, and the, that vaccine check on Saturday was like, two hour line. It yeah. was nuts. Um, and that's all well and dandy, but you know, I, I don't know how many people weren't paying attention to it or whatever, but I didn't hear, you know, masks were mandatory, blah, blah, blah. I didn't hear anybody complain about it at all during the weekend. Nobody, yeah. nobody moaned. I didn't hear any complaining about masks. Um, you know, I didn't, I saw very few of the Balchinians walking around the, those, you know, when they have the mask down around their, you know, uh, under their nose. Yeah, yeah. I saw very few of those. That's it just good. wasn't a thing. It was just, you had a mask on and that was it. Nobody, it, it wasn't an issue to anybody that I'm at least vocally. Yeah. I should. But Friday, so Friday was weird because I don't think anybody knew what kind of crowd was going to be there. And it felt, very light on Friday and it, the show, I just was like, man, if the rest of the weekend's going to be like this, it's going to be a bad show. Um, and yeah, I, a lot of the, my artist friends and stuff were com- kind of complaining about like, man, it's been so light today. It's been so light. Yeah. Um, and they also used for those of you familiar with the Baltimore convention center, the last bunch of years, they've been using the larger side of the convention center. Um, cause there's basically a left and a right side to it. The left side is a smaller area. The right side is a bigger area, but the right side with the bigger area was not an option because it had been turned into a triage hospital as well as mass vaccination site. Gotcha. The city. So they were on the smaller side, which hadn't, I know it's probably been seven years since it's been, I think the first time you came down, it was on that side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it just, the layout was weird. Like they put all the guests basically right up front. Like if you would come in and if you walk straight, you'd walk into the vendors. But if you came in the front door, turned right, you would walk basically right into all the guests. And then they put all of artist alley behind the guests. Oh, okay. So basically a lot of traffic was going nowhere into artist alley. Uh, and I think that was, so like some of these people that were facing kind of the back wall were like, you know, they, those folks were probably getting no foot traffic unless somebody was walking to the restroom that was on that side of the wall that was, uh, um, across from them. And that was about it. Um, they had the little kids section that they usually do, but that was, I mean, even that was beyond artist alley. Yeah. Um, and they had, there was a lot of space they still could have used in there. I don't know if it felt like the aisles were a little bit wider than normal. Not much, but a little bit wider. But they had uh, just probably, I want to say a quarter of the floor was was empty. There was nothing there. Um, so it was just, Friday just felt bad. 
And it's unusual for me to say that about Baltimore because usually it's a pretty good show. Yeah. I mean, it was good for me in the, as- in the, in the aspect that with the, with the, the sketchbooks, it was, you know, I'm not going for, for people, <laughs> some of these unbelievably priced people, the, the, you know, the super guests and all that. Cause those guys are expensive and, right. uh, I don't want to shell out $600 for a commission. Right. Um, so it was nice in, in the fact of Artist Alley in that, like, you know, it was easy for me to get a lot of stuff done just because there wasn't anybody over there. Right, right. Um, so Friday was, you know, like I said, it just felt bad. Um, and then Saturday comes along, and it was much busier than Friday, which is good. Um, and it seemed like Artist Alley was seeing a lot more um just, you know, I mean, there's a lot more people, but it never felt insanely crowded, like, you know, shoulder to shoulder, you know, it never felt like that the entire weekend. Yeah. Uh, but it just seemed Saturdays, I think, redeemed Friday pretty good. That's good. Just the vibe was better. People seemed to be in a better mood. Um, you know, more, you know, more people in there, clearly more people spending money. Um, and, you know, same thing for me. I'm jumping around. And it was also, I noticed this weird, and it, I don't know if this is related to the comics, the, you know, the comic, uh, not comic, but the, the, the con scene in general or just COVID situation where there were plenty of people I would call veterans that I had seen plenty of times, you know, an artist alley or, vendors and all that stuff. But then there was a lot of names I had never really seen before. And a lot of artists that I hadn't, I don't know who these people were. And it kind of, yeah. Like, Ooh, new people. Yeah. Um, well, I'm hearing about that at a lot of conventions right now, because there's not many, as many people going, you know, uh, setting up at them right now, begin people being cautious and things like that. So yeah. it is opening up more tables for newer people that, in the yeah. past didn't get in. So I'm also wondering if two way was also, it also is, is that some of these older folks who have maybe been in the game for a while and maybe they do okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they've, you know, they, they're veterans. They've, they've done okay, whatever. Um, I, I wonder too, how many of them have just decided that, you know, given everything that's gone on, if it's just not worth it anymore, like, yeah. I don't really like, do I really make enough money to keep doing this? Right. You know, kind of a situation. And I, and I don't, I, you know, I can't speak to that. Like, um, if that's the case or not. Um, and it, it was just kind of interesting to see, especially like it, at this point, most of the artists that live in the, the DC Baltimore metro region, either I know. Yeah. Or I've, I know they're, I recognize their names or I've seen their work or whatever. <gasps> oh man, sorry. Um, so it was nice to see some new blood in there, people I hadn't seen before. So I was glad for that. Um, and then Sunday was, you know, it, better than Friday, uh, but it definitely, it was weird because it, it hit like, I don't know, the show opened at like 10 o'clock and by one, two o'clock, it was like, not quite ghost town, but it had really thinned out real fast. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what the reasoning is for that, but it was just, you know, like 
don't get me wrong, it was nice to see Sam, but for me, it just had such a different vibe because there wasn't a crew of people that I was used you know, to. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, you know, people I could just hang out that I hadn't seen in a while. Right. And, and, uh, you know, usually like we'll go hang out at Shannon's table right. or sit down or Shears there or, you know, some of these guys that I know that, you know, uh, that they're cool with me letting them hang out behind the table for a bit. Yeah. You know, you know, it's just, you sit down and, and chit chat and catch up and yeah. whatever. And, and this time it was really just more a, like, I think I spent more time in vendors this time than I have in years. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and I normally, cause I, I don't really, I, you know, it's a comic con, but I don't really buy many comics. I'm more of a trade guy and it's kind yeah. of a specific thing. Um, so I was just kind of wandering around and yeah, it, it, probably, was, it probably had more of a, a feel of like a, of a traditional, just a normal everyday convention versus like you said, where it's, it was, uh, um, it was that plus a, it was a meetup for everybody, you know, to get yeah. together and hang out. So and plus Baltimore is weird in the con scene in that at least nowadays, especially in that it's really more of a pure comic and art show and vendor. It's not a pop culture con because they don't bring, I mean, they have in the past brought yeah. in not many though of, of movie and TV po- folks, but they usually never bring in more than a couple of them per year. Right. And this year, I think the only person that was there was the guy who played a trade in never ending story. Right. Um, and I think he was the only one this year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's not a pop culture con. It's a, yeah. it's, more of a, I mean, I guess comics are pop culture. Yeah. But, but I know what you it's mean. Not yeah, a, yeah. It's not it's like not a, a wizard, wizard world. Or yeah. Fan expo or, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, well, and then uh, I, don't, I, I don't mean to sound down on the show. No, but it just had a different just, feel this a, year. It was a radically in the ten like in the ten years I've been going there, it was a radically different experience for me this year. Yeah, than it has been in the past. Yeah. Well, so. there's a lot of weight to the conventions this year too. So I mean, it was it it makes sense that it would definitely have a different feel and and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And like I know I I joked with you afterwards with it. And I was like, well, that's because you know we weren't there to bring the party and you were like, well, there's some truth to that. So <laughs> yeah, there is truth to that. It's because, you know, it's the one time of the year. You know, I know it's a cliche. We've said it before yeah. in the post ball, you know, in, in the, in the, uh, the previous years, Baltimore cons where it really has become more about a social thing yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, and like, don't get me wrong. I get a lot of great art. Like I got to know, uh, Jamie Cosley, who John, you know, like I, I've met him a few times, but sure. he's another one of these guys that lives down near John and Richmond. Yeah. And, um, you know, I got to know him pretty well. There's another, um, uh, another guy. He, well, two guys. <laughs> I, I, I freak somebody out by mentioning hot sauce oh. to, uh, to somebody. The, if anybody doesn't know the story about the GI Joe character that Atkins helped create in hot sauce. Yeah. Um, I looked down and he had, um, he's actually him and this other guy, Brad, Brad has done official LFL work. He's, he's had prints at celebration in the past, but him and Elvin, uh, this other guy, this other artist are actually art teachers at, uh, Salisbury state out on the Eastern shore of Maryland. Um, and so they're there with their art students because they're, you know, they have, they have a couple of tables that the school pays for, for their art students, which is a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Um, and I looked down at Elvin's table and I went, and he has a, like a, uh, 
oh my god, what's the term? Um, art book, and hot sauce is on the cover of it. That's awesome. And I went, ooh, hot sauce, and he lost his mind <laughs> because we're in mid conversation, and I looked down and I just went, ooh, hot sauce, and he fle- he freaked out. He's like, how in the hell do you even know that? I'm like, okay, okay. I was like, look, I know Atkins. I've heard the story of hot sauce from him. And I also know Brian Tillman, yeah. who's another guy that he's also another pretty local artist, but he also helped in the creation of like, he knows Robert. He knows, he knows all these guys. He helped also in the creation of hot sauce. Right. So I've heard the story from those two. So I know the story of hot sauce, but apparently Elvin is actually the guy who was really the main instigator in creating it. Gotcha. Um, and Elvin is also Puerto Rican. <laughs> Right, right. So he just he couldn't. He, I mean, he couldn't believe it. He was like, "Oh my god!" Oh my. We'll, have, <laughs> so we'll have to get him on the show to talk about hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. The, um, so I'm texting back and forth with Robert about it, and he's just like, <laughs> you know, he was. It was really, really funny. Plus, that's, Elvin did a a really cool Sergeant Slaughter sketch for me. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So I, it was, you know, I, I had a good time. Uh, I'm glad I went. It just was such a different feel this year for me that I honestly, I really missed all you guys. Like yeah. everybody that usually comes down, Rock, JP, uh, Travis, you, Nick, yeah. John, you know, uh, we got to get Longman down there at some point. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the, here's the thing. Before the, uh, before the pandemic hit, uh, the original plan was that Longman was going to fly to my area and then do road trip with us to Baltimore like that. Yeah, I would have, I would have loved that. Like when Tom flew in from freaking uh, yeah, was it Osaka or Kyoto or yeah, yeah. It was a couple of years ago. Like that was badass. And, yeah, and, uh, well, and he was gonna do it. I think he was gonna try to do it again, and then uh, yeah, and then uh, yeah. Joe and then, came and yeah, it was yeah, like, and yeah, Joe flew down from Detroit. And, yeah, you know, like it, it has been a very fun experience. All you know over the years, getting to know all these, you know. Yeah. You know, you, Ryan, and the rest of you that I've mentioned and many others that I, I, I know that have been there and I, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. Well, and, and every time, and, and that was the thing with this year. Like, I just told them, I was like, yeah, I'm just not going to, I'm not going this year, but I says, you know, I do plan to go next year. And, um, and Chuck was like, oh, I kind of want to go. I was like, you could still go. Um, but of course, you know, uh, I, I wasn't there to plan everything out. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I missed, I missed that. I yeah. really did. Yeah. Um, um, and you know, like I said, I had a good time. I just, it was just different. It's different. Yeah. And I really hope that at some point COVID is under control enough and or goes away enough that, yeah. You know, next year's a different story. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like I said, I do plan on being there next year. Um, I, I missed not being able to go. Like that was my, I had vacation days set up for the Friday before, you know, Friday of and then, uh, the Monday after because I always needed a day to recover afterwards. Um, That's what I did. My wife was like, Oh, you're off? I'm like, Yeah, I took off. Yeah. It's exhausting. I didn't know what was going to happen. I'm old and fat. Right. (laughs) I I needed my break day afterwards. Right. Um, so yeah, I I missed not going because it became such a tradition to go and like and the the year that you know everything broke out like I you know that year I knew it wasn't going to happen it got canceled anyways and everything yeah. but uh, so it I didn't miss it as much that year as I did 
this year because you know because like we could have gone but like i said i just i'm just being extra cautious but at the same time yeah next year you know hopefully everything we can get back to to it being a thing and and to me it'll be even a better you know hopefully a bigger celebration because it's been it'll have been a while then since we've all seen each other so yeah well it's it's funny because i thought when the COVID outbreak really, really started hitting in the States. Yeah. And, you know, they, everyone started going to lockdown. I'm like, oh, it'll be a couple of months and then we'll be out of it. Yeah. Like, you know, like swine flu and SARS and every other damn thing that's happened in my lifetime. Yeah. You'd have told me in, you know, early 2020 that, oh, by the way, two years from now, you're still going to be dealing with this and it's still going to be a problem. Oh, for I thought you were crazy. I'd be like, oh, my, no, it's like, no way. Yeah. And like, come on. Right. And now it's like, I just, I just want it over. I just want it done. Yeah. No, same, same here. Yeah. But yeah, like, um, yeah, hopefully we can get like a, a nice big group together that, you know, and, and like, and like we were saying, like I, you and I, we text every day, like you, John and I, we, we talk every day through text messages and stuff. I do the same thing with a bunch of the other guys and, you know, or Facebook messenger with some people and everything else, but it's just, it's not the same as being able to get together and hang out for a whole weekend together. So to, to nothing beats a handshake and a hug. Right. Right. So, you know, um, but but yeah, it it is what it is. So hope, like you said, hopefully next year will be different. So yeah. And it was weird because the next weekend, uh, they had that chiller theater, which is in, uh, Oh God, I don't, I don't know the town in Jersey, but it's, you know, a four hour, a three and a half hour, four hour drive from me. It's, yeah. it's wet. It's West in New York city, but, um, I don't, I mean, it's not Elizabeth. It's, um, it's near Elizabeth. I can't remember the damn town name, but it's really a horror convention. Okay. But, uh, they, I was going up because they had a major league reunion and I, that is like my favorite sports movie of all freaking time. Yeah. It's awesome. So they had Tom Berenger, Corbin Burnson, um, I, Tom Telchi, well, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he was also in Rudy. Yeah. Uh, and the guy who played the the color commentator to Bob Uecker. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I went up for that. Plus, they also had um, Jackson Bostwick, who in the original Shazam TV show was Shazam, the first season of it. Yeah. But he was in Tron. He was one of the, he was one of the, the main um in the credits, he's listed as head guard. Okay. And he's like, well, can you guess who I was? I'm like, I'm going to assume you were the dude that was always hanging out with Sark because there was one guy that like was in a bunch of scenes with him, mm. but he never had any lines. He goes, yeah, that was me. <laughs> so That's awesome. <laughs> I went up for that and then, you know, got my autographs and bailed out of there yeah. and came back home. Uh, Cause that was, that was Halloween weekend. Okay. Um, but that show is like, that was a whole other, like, Baltimore was very, you know, orderly and whatever. It, it just, it, it, it what, I mean, it was crowded, but it didn't, wasn't crowded. And, you know, I get into the, this hotel where they have chiller at and I had been there one time before. So I already kind of had an idea of how fucking weird the layout of this hotel is. Sure. Uh, because they would have like four or five people in a room. <laughs> and in order to get to that room, you're going down a, like a, a hallway that's barely wide enough for two people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was like the wild west. Like people had masks. Some people did. Some people didn't. And it was just a complete fucking zoo. Wow. Um, 
So it was one of those things where I'm like, nah, nah yeah. you know. Like, You're like, let me get in, let me get out, and <laughs> I'm not, I'm not scared of COVID. No, However, no, I get that. I respect what it can do to people. Right. So I, and you know, I have a five year old who just got his vaccination at the time. He's not vaccinated. I don't want to bring it home to him. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, I, I went in there, <laughs> I got my autographs and I got the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um, you know, the three and a half hour drive back home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but, but you got what you wanted out of it. So that's yeah, awesome. Exactly what I wanted. The poster is up on the wall right now. That's awesome. Um, and, uh, like, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. I didn't get COVID from it cause it's been a month or so. Almost yeah, I, th- a month. I think you, I think you're okay if, uh, from <laughs> it being from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus I've, I know that I've, I have tested negative at least once from since then because of we had a little scare with a little man cause of school, but oh, anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. um, the, so it was fun. Uh, cool. But, uh, that, that show is cool. If you are into like, cause I think I shared you with you and John, the guest list for that. Um, and John was like, this show, this list is bananas. Yeah. It was super long and, and very extensive. So, but distinguished. Oh yeah. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> the, long, uh, but yes, long, but distinguished. Yep. But yeah, um, it was, it was an impressive list of, of people. So yeah. Um, and then last week was or not last week. Wait, what is today? The 18th? No. So almost two weeks ago was the, the Pasadena toy fair, which, Oh, with Baltimore, I actually bought some actual comics. Nice. And not just the ones I bought for you. Right. <laughs> um, I actually picked up a copy of G.I. Joe special, the Marvel run G.I. Joe special missions. Number one. Oh, nice. Just because I always, that's always been my favorite run within the, the, the Joe Marvel stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know what? I wonder if anybody's got a complete run of this stuff while I'm here. And, and of course to me, the holiest of Holy grail, for me with if I could ever own all the art in one specific comic would be GI Joe special missions 13. Okay. Um, especially that cover. And of course nobody had a copy of that one because <laughs> I have a copy from a kid, but it's beat to shit. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, okay, well I'll, I'll look and you know, and, it, and the prices were all over the goddamn place. I know I'm backpedaling into Baltimore again. No, you're fine. Like, somebody had, I bought the uh, Joe special missions. Number one, for two dollars, yeah, and it's in really good shape. Somebody had it for seventy. Oh wow! Like, and it's not—it wasn't even CGC graded or anything, right? And I'm like, what the hell? Like, and I said prices were somebody would have something for some crazy price, and this person over here would have it for a good price, and then this person would have it for like a what the hell price. And yeah, it was the prices were. I don't know if people were just trying to figure out. Well, what can I sell stuff for stuff again? Well, I, I think it's tough, too, because uh, especially during the pandemic, prices were just like skyrocketing for some of the craziest stuff where you're just like, wait, why is this so expensive? Like a lot of the 1980s stuff, like the Star Comics and all that type of stuff, like prices have been jumping up on that stuff, like to crazy amounts. Well, that was uh, we were I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about the Marvel cards. Yeah. Like series one and series two, yeah. and like one, and like I have complete runs of those. I have all the hologram cards. And blah, yeah, I blah, used blah, blah. I used to, I, and I threw them out actually. No, and I, I kicked and, myself now but, for it. <laughs> like I even have, I think it's Marvel series two. They made a special collector's tin. Yeah, with special, well, like there was a special like promo hologram card in there. Yeah, 
Like, I don't have the tin, but I have the card. Yeah. Um, but some of that stuff was like, what the hell's going on price-wise? And- well, you used to be able to buy a full set of those cards for, like, 20 bucks. Yeah. Now they're going for, like, $300, $400. It doesn't make... I, and the only thing I can think of is um, because I've gotten really hardcore back into Warhammer 40,000. Yeah. I, I don't remember if I mentioned that last time I was on or not. Yeah. And it's not... It's just because... You know, a long time ago, I worked for GW. I was I was just a kid who was always going into the store, and then I got a part-time job, and was there for about a year. Um, and I hadn't really touched the stuff in about a decade. Yeah. And I just was like, you know what? I miss painting. So I pulled out stuff I'd had for 20 freaking years. Yeah. No, more than 10 years. I, it was 20 years ago I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> Almost 20 years, like 15 or 17, something like that. Um, and it's just, I just was trying to find stuff that made me happy. Yeah. And I don't, I'm wondering if that's a lot of it is people like, man, I used to love this stuff. I'm like, sure that plays into it. Yeah. I, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what made those skyrocket. Like I said, I remember, I don't know. I remember I tossed, I tossed them out with stupidly because I was just like, well, these are taking up space. I don't really know. Like, even though that's really kind of like was in my heyday of collecting comics yeah. at a young age. And, uh, and I loved those cards. I don't know why I threw them out, but I just did. And, but I remember always seeing them at like shows and at, and at, uh, comic shops and stuff like that. And it, you could get, like I said, you could get a full set for like 20 bucks, $15, like stuff like that. <laughs> and, even that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like I went to look up a set cause I heard someone mention them one day and I was just like, I'm going to go look up a set. Maybe I'll get a, a, a set again. And it was like 300 some dollars. I was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> I mean, like, I've always, like, I, if I look at my one bookshelf next to my desk here, I have one, two, three, four, I have six or seven binders of cards. Yeah. You know, the one that, you know, I've got the Joe series that came out and, like, then, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. I've got a bunch of Marvel series, like, the first two Marvel series. I've got the first, like, two X-Men card series. I've got a bunch of this sort of stuff, but then I have a ton of Star Wars cards from, yeah. you know, over the years. And it's just like... Some of those prices, man, now the yeah. secondary market. Like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, the only thing I still have card wise, I, I I think it's the only thing I still have card wise. I, I know I have this, but as far as I don't know if I have anything besides this, is I do have those G.I. Joe cards. So um uh so I have that full series, but but yeah, like you said, it's just it's just crazy what stuff's going for, so um, we're going to do some, uh, toy and comic talk speaking of, uh, but before we do that, uh, cause I want to make sure people, uh, st- stick around for me to even mention this. I don't want to just put this at the end and people turn it off. So as I mentioned earlier, this is the, uh, as of this recording, and I'm going to get this out tomorrow on Friday, the, the 19th, uh, this is the last few days of my Kickstarter for Stealth Hammer, which ends on, uh, November 21st at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are only $779 away from our goal of 9000 which I know that sounds only sounds like still like a lot of money, and it is, um, to try to reach uh, the end. But that's actually a pretty small amount going into the last couple days. Um, so I want to make sure we get there. So if you, uh, for anyone that has backed it, I cannot thank you enough. There literally is not words enough. People that have been sharing it and everything else, I, it honestly means the world to me. Um, whether you're doing it because you're just trying to support me, whether you're doing it because you really enjoyed the first issue and want to see where it goes, 
uh, or you're just doing it because you want to see people creating, you know, their dreams or, or creating indie comics or whatever the reason is or a combination of all those things. Um, I appreciate all the support. I appreciate every single backing. Um, doesn't matter the amount, uh, to me. Uh, I want people to get stuff that they are excited to get and are happy to get. So, uh, that's, that's what matters to me. Um, I know I mentioned this in the episode before, but I, uh, where I talked about the Kickstarter, but like, I really do feel like this issue's significantly stronger than the first one. And I did enjoy doing the first one, but I do feel like my writing's gotten so much better because I get to play with these characters a lot more now. Um, the, the artwork, I can tell you for a fact is Joel has outdone himself with everything I've seen so far. Uh, the variant cover from Chrissy Zulo, uh, Zulo. Oh my God. I, when I finally got to see the final piece, I'm like, this is amazing. Um, <laughs> It's too bad she didn't get that out a little quicker. I know, and and I I, right. I did what I could to get stuff from people, and it just didn't work out time wise. So, but uh, but yeah, like it's on the Kickstarter page now. Like, go see what she did. Uh, my buddy Scott Kruger from Starlight Digest, he did uh, the back cover, and he did an impressive job. I actually love like the the, the smoky scene that he created uh, to kind of bring a a dark atmosphere where she she stands out and everything else. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be a well put together issue. It's going to be beautiful. And like I said, uh, not to toot my own horn, but I think the story is going to really bring people in. I got to have so much more fun with these characters. Uh, definitely some hilarious moments and some, some cool action moments and everything else. And we delve more into like what the story's about and everything. So, uh, going forward. So. Uh, I will start appearing at conventions next year, uh, so I'll keep <laughs> I'll keep people posted on where I'm going to be at. Uh, that'll help promote Stealth Hammer. But please, if you have not backed it um, and you have the means to do so, uh, I uh, implore you to do so. I, I'm asking you to. Uh, I think I, I don't think you'll be disappointed in the slightest. Um, uh, and you can do any amount. There's literally dollar amounts from like you, where you can get the issue for five bucks digitally. Um, and then all the way up to, if you want to appear in the comic issue there, that's our highest tier at 250. And there's pretty much everything in between and there's add ons. So if you want to customize your package, you could pick a certain package and then just add the, the things that you want to get. Um, in the add-on section, you can do that. I've had a lot of people do that, and I wanted to make it so people could customize to get exactly what they wanted. Um, but yeah, go check it out. Uh, link will be in the in the uh, show notes, but it's also all over Star Joe's and, and everything else. So I've been promoting the hell out of this, and I've appeared on more podcasts and shows, uh, live streaming shows than I can count. So um, if you have loved this show uh, the podcast for a while, uh, it would mean the world to me for you to help us get to our goal. Um, and like I said, it could be the smallest amount, um, to the largest amount you want to find the rewards that work for you. So, and on that note, we'll go ahead into some of the other things that we wanted to talk about. Uh, I do have a voicemail I wanted to play that we got that relates to, uh, some of the things that we want to talk about here. So, I'm going to go ahead and play that for you. Hey, fellas. Uh, just thought that here's the news today, October 23rd, 2021. It warranted uh, noting that 
it's amazing they're finally going to make O-rings again at the, uh, the Hasbro, whatever the thing's called on Instagram. That To see that that's coming back, uh, they, that made my day. And uh, it seems like that idea's been on Carbonite longer than Chuck's avatar. But that is, <laughs> it, it sucks that it's just going to be, you know, the, the Hasbro Pulse, because most people don't have a prayer getting that before it sells out. So anybody wanting Snake Eyes and Storm Shot is going to be paying 50 each on eBay, but hopefully after that, when they start getting a wide release, you can just get them on the pegs. It's going to be a beautiful thing. PVC for the hands, so no more broken thumbs, and food grade silicone for the O-rings. I love it. I just, I just had to, I had to just call up to say how glad that news made me. So, hope everyone's doing well. See you later. So, Who was that? Did he leave a name? He did not leave a name. He never leaves. He's, he used to leave names in the like past. Nick. No, it's not Nick. I know okay. that. But uh, he he used to leave his name, and I don't remember what the name was from when he used to leave his name. But I I've got some opinions right now about Aslab. Okay. Um, so I think. Well, let's yeah. get into the O ring thing. So, what did you think about that news? So I, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm not. You know. It, I have bought some of the, the current or the most current three and three quarter Joes, mostly for my kid to play with. Sure. And they're kind of shitty figures, honestly. Yeah. I don't know if the O-ring would make a difference or not. Um, I feel like it would, but, yeah. um, you know, honestly, the vintage figures are still better quality figures yeah. than, than these new ones are. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm, but I'm, ex- is, I'm, ex- I'm not, I'm not big on it. So it's not a, I, I don't really care. Like if it makes people happy yeah. and they're more jazzed about the O-rings, good for you. I, yeah. I, I'm just whatever on it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited about it, but not in the sense, like you said, I'm excited for people that are excited about it. Like I, I have pretty much, I don't want to say graduated, but like I've moved on to where the six inch lines are the ones I'm interested in. And since yeah. they've done such an amazing job with the classified line, like that's what I'm kind of sticking with. I've, I really have just abandoned the three and three quarter inch lines of everything, not just Joe, but everything. That doesn't mean I don't love those. And it doesn't mean that I don't think it's amazing that they're doing this. I think it's a, I think it's a fantastic thing that they're doing. Um, I, like he was mentioning, I, I love the fact of what they're doing with the thumbs so that they don't break anymore. Um, that they're doing a, a food grade, you know, O-ring, so this way it, it should last longer. Like, I like the steps that they're doing. I'm excited for that for people that are excited about the O-rings. And who knows? Yeah, if I see them, I might be like, oh, that is, actually is really cool, like, in person. Like, I saw I saw the show with Hasbro where they showed them and everything, and um, I think it, they look cool. But, like, yeah, maybe if I see them in person, I, it might compel me to be, like, actually own one. But, um it's just not something, it's just not a, a line that I am pursuing anymore. Uh, but I'm super excited that they're doing it. Like, I, I don't want to diminish that at all. I think it's very, very cool that they're going back to doing the O-ring again. Um, because I think there's definitely a market for I that. Think, and I think that people are going to be very excited about it. I think if they, because I'm, what I'm afraid they're going to do, because and I know I've complained about it before, is the O-ring line is fine. And they're probably going to do the same dozen or so characters again yeah. that they always do. If they were more apt to get a little more variety with the characters that they're going to put out, I'd be more apt to buy some of them. Sure. 
you know, like the Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. Okay, that makes sense to put them out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to launch it, sure. Then, yeah. You know, like even I, just do somebody, do somebody different next, or some, or right. get a little more variety in the line. Don't just keep hammering the same. Yeah. Even if you, even if you, to your point, even if you want to do, let's say you're going to do Duke as one of the ones that comes out next. But do Duke and then do stuff like Dusty or Wetsuit or Law and Order or something. Like, pick some characters that we aren't seeing 20 times in every single time they do the line, you know? You know, even I don't care for Bazooka as a character. I know he's popular. Yeah. Do a fucking Bazooka. Right. I you agree. Know? Yeah. Something different. Get Alpine. Um, get Stalker. Hell, why is Stalker not out there enough? Like, that's... Uh, Stalker is part... It was like... is. It's part of like I, he, I, I actually have him floating around over here. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, but he gets put out at these. I mean, an okay amount, but yeah, even Stalker, you know, yeah. anybody, just don't give me the same dozen again. Yeah. Don't, you know, how many times can you expect me somebody to buy them? Yeah. Don't give me, don't give me Duke, Scarlet, uh, Flint, Destro, Baroness, Cobra Commander, like, like again, I'm fine if you want to put one or two of those in the wave, but then with Especially with a with the three and three quarter inch O ring line, it's a perfect time to bring in some of these other characters. Like bring mm-hmm. bring in a Leatherneck, bring in you know, Ricondo. Ricondo yeah, Ricondo would be great. Yep. Alpine or not Alpine? Yeah, Air Alpine. Bowl. I'll take Bowl Alpine. <laughs> Alpine too, but yeah, you know, Snow Job, Snow Job, Frostbite, be great. Iceberg, yeah. somebody. Yeah, exactly. So. And, but to stay on the O ring thing, just just don't get just don't just don't get crystal ball. We can avoid crystal ball. <laughs> I no, I'd, I'd actually be think I'd actually be excited to see that. <laughs> I don't think I'd buy it, but I'm like, oh my god, they really did. <laughs> so, anyways, you're gonna say, yeah. Speaking of the O ring with that Haslab Sky Striker, yeah. Apparently, Ace and that that unproduced co-pilot are O rings. Oh, okay. Uh, I think they're over. I'm pretty certain they're O-rings. Yeah. Um, hold on, let me open it up and look. But you know, it, I think that Haslab Sky Striker is cool as shit. I think it looks uh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it absolutely does. My problem with Haslab right now is, I think they have shot themselves hard in the foot. I um, would agree. If, it, if it's for the same reason that I think, I 100% agree with you. <laughs> it's because you have a $350 Rancor, a $230 Sky Striker. Yep. And a four hundred dollar proton pack, all up for sale at the same damn time. I agree. That you is exactly put, the reason I thought you were going to say yes. Put people in a position to choose. Right. If they did one of these, say a quarter, it's a different situation. I agree. Or or something that's smaller and doesn't take yes. is a fifty dollar item. Right. As, or whatever. Right. But like right now, I'm looking at the Sky Striker. It's a it needs ten thousand. It's got nineteen days to go, and it's at fifty five hundred. Yeah. Rancor needs nine thousand. It's at fifty one hundred people, and it's got eighteen days to go. They're not, I don't think they're going to hit them because they're they're making people choose, and they're they're fucking they're expensive. Yes. And um, and I don't yeah, it, and I understand the reasons behind them being the price that they are and stuff like that. I don't really have a huge problem with that. I will talk about one a little one thing a little bit later that I think is ridiculous. But but with the Haslab ones, I'm like, okay, yeah, they're pricey, but you're you are getting a lot, and I understand they're a limited run, so they are going to cost a bit more and everything else. But I agree a thousand percent with you on don't do all of these at the exact same time. That's just stupid. 
or like, yeah, like I couldn't, all the figures that do come with the Sky Striker are O ring. Okay, cool. So even all the, uh, uh, Ace and the, the co pilot, if they hit any of the, the, uh, the, whatever, the extra backers, you know, yeah, the Scarlet, yeah, the Whipcorn, yeah. they're all. Which the Scarlet looks awesome. I'm, I was I excited mean, I about seeing that one. The, I really enjoy the, uh, just the generic crew. Yeah, that's so cool too. Yeah. Like those are cool. Yeah, they are. They're very cool. Um, but I just think they have, like, I'm going to, at some point, I am going to back, um, the Sky Striker. I haven't done it yet. Yeah. But you're at 55% with 19 days to go, and it's basically stagnated in the last week and a half. It has, yeah. Um, I, it, you just, it's, it's too much and too short a time. Plus, it's too damn close to Christmas, guys. Right. Yep. Like, and you're not getting I, and it. You're, and you're not happen. getting it for Christmas. That's the the thing too. Yeah, I'm afraid what's going to happen is is they're going to say, "Oh, well, it didn't make it. It's not worth doing another one of something in that brand again." No, you guys got to stop and think about what you're fucking doing. Right. If Hasbro is Haslab supposed to do this, do not flood yourself because that's exactly what right. you've done. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the the ghost the plasma pack has the the Ghostbusters one has has hit its it's has hit its thing. Yeah, but the other two I think are just are going to suffer because of it. The one that's stupid. You know, the thing that's stupid with that one though is that you don't get the the actual gun with it. It's another like two hundred dollar yeah um, thing that you can buy. Yeah, that's stupid. Uh, <laughs> like for that type of price, that should actually be a proton pack. <laughs> like it should work yeah, like I the guess. movie. <laughs> yeah, I just I just honestly think they have really screwed themselves. I agree. And they screwed the poacher badly. I hundred percent agree. It's, and it's interesting too. Like you know, they don't even have a color picture of the freaking. Uh, uh, they don't. They don't have. They didn't even have a color picture of the Rancor. No. Like, how can you not have a color rendering, rendering of it? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, and it's just, it's because it, it it's because like- it's because they rushed it out too quickly and they think that like, it's basically, I, I don't, you know, I can't assume this, but I'm going to assume it. it's like, it's basically, they saw how successful these things are being and they got greedy and they were like, yeah, so far everything they've done has funded. Yeah. But I think these are going to be the first. Uh, but these two, I think, are going to be the first two to fail. But they were spread out a bit. Like you, you didn't see two of them being launched, let alone three of them being launched, like exactly at almost exactly at the same time. Uh-huh. So yeah, the the Sentinel and the Razor Crest, yeah, you know, were months apart. Yeah, um, I don't know with the Transformer and the the Galactus because I wasn't paying attention to those. Those were somewhat separated out too. Yeah, yeah, they just. Like I, I do wonder though with the with the Ghostbusters proton pack if that was not a cont- contractual situation could be where really that was supposed to come out last year when the movie was originally supposed to come right, out right um it would make more sense then but yeah I'm sorry but they've really screwed the pooch on this I agree I could and not agree more it, and and if they want to start blaming the fans about oh well we they didn't make it so why would we no you guys didn't you set yourself you know yeah a guy my sort of the guy who runs the company I work for has this whole thing about set yourself up for success. Yeah. They have set themselves up for failure. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, they had the good thing. And like you said, I think they just, just overextended themselves and got greedy with it. And, um, and now, and now sadly other, you know, we're, 
we might not get some of these amazing things that we could have had. Um, speaking of giant things, and, and we're going to kind of go quickly because I, I do need to get going soon, uh, sadly, but because uh, I do love talking about this stuff. But um, speaking of things, like speaking of something that I think is ridiculously overpriced, is if have you seen the uh, the Turtles uh, van that's from Super 7 that's going to be $500? It's gonna be all oh, I. <laughs> I did not know the. I knew it was coming, and that was it. I didn't know yeah. the price was. Yeah. Five hundred. Five hundred. Is it in scale to the figures? Yes. It's it's okay. it's the ultimate turtle van, and so it is. It's gonna be big, um, and it's got a ton of accessories and everything else. But I was like five hundred dollars. You've got to be kidding me! Like I was like even Haslab isn't doing something like that. Um, but. Yeah, that one I was like, no, like the, I I can't even imagine people getting that. Is as awesome as it is. Like if you're able to afford that, that's great. Like more power to you. But like that's a huge amount for for that. Like I just I don't see it. And when I look at it, I go, I don't see five hundred dollars there. So good lord. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, Shit. it's really nice. Yeah, it is really cool. But I don't see five hundred dollars nice. No, I don't either. <laughs> so I mean, uh, I you know here's the other thing is the toy industry in general right now seems to just be there's a lot of this high end Super Seven and Mezco and yeah all these companies are pumping out a lot of stuff yeah and a lot of it's not cheap and at some point I feel like there's gotta have to be a I don't want to say a crash yeah. But something's going to happen. It's going to have to break or bend. At There's going to be a massive contraction of some kind yeah. because it's just, you know, yes, some people have a lot of money, but you're basically constantly putting everyone now into these situations where you have to choose right A or B. You yeah. can't have both. Yep. And people want and people want both. So yeah, I mean, how how this show is all about having both and everything yeah. and all that. <laughs> that is true. Um, so the last piece of news, uh, both comic news, uh, one was, uh, I think it was John or maybe it was you that had sent, uh, that Star Wars is returning to Dark Horse. Uh, oh, that was John. Yes. John. To go along with, I also then found yeah. out about the, the new Joe comic. Yes. So for the, for Star Wars, uh, basically what Dark Horse is going to be doing is what IDW had been doing, which is they're going to have the all ages, uh, titles. And they're going to start with the High Republic, which is exactly what IDW is doing. Uh, but then they will go into other thing, other eras, and they will go into doing one shots and miniseries and things like that. But yeah, they're going to be doing the all ages line of Star Wars uh, titles. So uh, if you're excited about Star Wars going back to Dark Horse, uh, this could be something you're excited about. Uh, for me, I'll I'm, I'll be excited because it's Star Wars, but. Um, I'm, I'm also going to be kind of a wait and see, like, is this something to be excited about or is this just the same stuff IDW is doing just with Dark Horse publishing it now? Which, don't get me wrong, I love the Star Wars stuff that Dark, that, uh, IDW was doing. I thoroughly enjoyed it and I think they were doing a great job and I was actually kind of sad and shocked that it was going away. But I assumed that that meant that it was going back to Marvel and no, it looks like it's going now over to Dark Horse, which again, I'm excited about, but I'm also like, is it just going to be the exact same thing under a different publisher? Which is what I assume it probably will be, which is again, not a bad thing, just kind of weird. So <laughs> yeah, I, I had no idea what I was like, well, okay. What? Yeah. So then I looked it up and I'm like, well, they'll both be producing comics. I'm like, 
okay. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what's happening, but right, right. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm, I'm going to read them and I, I probably will like them, I assume. So, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just a weird situation. So, um, and then do you want to mention the, the Joe, uh, title? Yeah. I, I stumbled on it and then I went to go post it on the, on the Facebook group and discovered that somebody else had already posted it. Like, um, just like, a, like 30 minutes or something before I saw it where IDW is putting on another Joe comic based on the eighties cartoon. It's called like Saturday morning adventures or something like that. Yeah. But it's supposed to be a limited is from what I read. It said it was a limited series yes. based upon the cartoon, yep. which I'm like, Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm, it, it seems like a good idea. I think so. Yeah. I'm just curious to see what they're going to do. I don't know when it's supposed to come out and. Yeah, I'm curious, like, where, where the timeline is going to be, like, is it, uh, like, where in the cartoon will, does it take place? Cause I would assume it's not going to take place after the, the DIC cartoon. I would assume it's going back to a traditional Sunbow time period, but like, where in that Sunbow time period, like, uh, I, I don't know, but I'm curious to see what they do. And I, and I think it could be a lot of fun and that's kind of what it should be. It should just be a lot of fun. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'll wait and see when it comes out and yeah, go from there. But, yeah. uh, but that reminds me, speaking of Joe, yeah. I actually finally saw a complete defiant. Oh, wow. At the, the toy store, the toy show that I was at a couple of weeks ago. Like I've never seen, I've seen the shuttle. Yeah. Before, but I've never seen the whole, I was like, holy shit, that thing's huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no oh, it was a, yeah. It's enormous. Yeah. 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 So it was cool, but I'm like, uh, 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 yeah. Negative, negative ghost rider. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. That's usually the problem is, is price and, uh, where do, where do you put it? <laughs> you have your defiant wing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> of the house. Well, this is where I have the defiant in the, uh, yeah. uh, and the flag, but right. nothing else. Right, exactly. So on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, Grub, where can people find you at? Uh, nowhere, really. Okay. Facebook. Facebook. It. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, you can find us at uh, starjoes.com. Uh, we have a Facebook page uh, with fan page and a group page. Uh, when you ask to join the group page, we'll approve it as soon as I possibly can uh, and see it. Um, and then... Uh, we did have to boot someone recently from there, by the way. Uh, they, it was some, it wasn't even a person in the group. It was somebody who just came, would come to the page and he would just start causing shit with people. And then, uh. Same person as before or a different person? This is, no, this is a different person just recently. Okay. Um, and then when I made a comment saying like, Hey, if you have a problem with something that somebody posts, then report it and we'll take a look at it. So then this person just started reporting every post that everybody was making. So I, yeah. So I just basically blocked him from the page. So, you know what folks, it's really easy. Just don't be a dick. Right. And be excellent to each other. That's right. You gotta do. Exactly. But like I said, I was at least glad to see it wasn't somebody that was actually in the group. Like it wasn't a member of the group. So. Um, so I was happy about that cause I, I don't like booting people, but yeah, if someone wants to come from the outside and just start being a jackass and, and being a smart ass, then yeah, we, we don't have time for you. Um, Be but gone with you. right. But majority of the people, like 99% of the people in the group are amazing people that are always contributing to the page and having awesome conversations. And I cannot thank you guys enough for that. Um, 
we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, uh, having a good time on all of those. And, uh, yeah, you could call, you can tell, you can call and leave a voicemail message. We'll play it on the air and talk about it. So it's, uh, that's just 440-941-JOES, 440-941-J-O-E-S. Um, so leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the air and, and uh, we will have fun discussions about whatever it is you wanted to call us about. Um, say real quick, yeah. For all, for all the Americans out there that's coming up next week, happy uh, Turkey f- Flesh uh, Gobbling Day. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Because <laughs> um, uh, we definitely won't be back before then. I might get a Patreon episode out before then. So, uh, and remember, you can always join Patreon for three dollars a month. So it's less than a cup of coffee, especially nowadays. Um, and uh, you can get extra episodes. I will definitely get one out before November is over. And hopefully they won't be seven hours long. No, it won't be seven hours long, but they, they do tend to be longer episodes. They, they Yes, they do. Yeah, so I, I give people their money's worth as much as I can. Hopefully they're enjoyable. So <laughs> um, I go off on some weird tangents in those episodes. Um, but uh, And then, like I said, the Kickstarter, It's we're in our last couple days, so if you're listening to this before November 21st and you have not backed it, go check it out. And, and please consider backing it. Find something that you think works for you that, uh, you'll be happy with. And, uh, I really, really appreciate the support. So, uh, with that, we'll go ahead and close the episode by saying the force will be with you. Cause knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone.